Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Well, good Thursday afternoon, and welcome to another edition of the Crop Watch Podcast, where we focus on our weather update and outlook. So, let's start by taking a current look at temperatures across the state. So, at two o'clock Central or one o'clock Mountain Time, very pleasant day here across the east. Still, had just a little bit of haze and smoke. Bit better than yesterday. Temperatures are generally holding in the upper 70s in the far eastern part of the state, the low 80s here across east central Nebraska, and getting a bit warmer in central Nebraska where temperatures are in the mid 80s. And we have some low 90s in southwestern Nebraska where we probably will top out at 94 to 96 again this afternoon. Again, as we head into the weekend, we're going to start to see that heat, which has been a little bit more prevalent here in the western third of the state in the last couple of days. That will be moving eastward as we get into the weekend. So I expect most of the state will be above 90 degrees tomorrow, except with the exception of maybe the far eastern counties where you still probably hold in the upper 80s. So we head into Saturday and Sunday, we are probably looking at temperatures getting well into the 90s and probably flirting with or going over 100 degrees, especially here kind of along the Kansas border between McCook and Hebron. Uh, and then again, probably definitely looking at uh, low 100s here across the northeastern part of the state and getting into southeastern South Dakota, northwestern Iowa. And then as we get into Sunday, it looks like 100-degree temperatures might be a little bit more likely uh, even here in the Omaha-Lincoln metro areas and maybe even possibly getting into other parts of western Iowa. The good news is that it does not look like we are headed for the extreme temperatures that we had early last week or middle, middle of last week. And better still, we are definitely not looking at the dew points being nearly as high. So instead of having dew points in the mid to upper 70s or low 80s, it looks like our dew points should hold more in the low to mid 60s, which will probably keep the heat index somewhere right around the air temperature, maybe slightly higher. I do not believe we have seen the heat advisories or an excessive heat watch issued for our area as we head into the weekend. We will be flirting with the heat advisory criteria, particularly in northeastern Nebraska as we head into the weekend. So pay attention in the next 24 hours if you live um, Columbus, Norfolk, Wayne, uh, that area up there, you might be seeing heat, heat advisory uh, conditions posted or heat advisory posted as we head in the next 24 hours. Uh, so again, out, out state, again, we probably will be drying up, but we will be below the heat advisory uh, criteria. And I think we will probably have our hottest conditions in western Nebraska to, uh, tomorrow and Saturday and further east on Sunday. And it looks like the heat will probably be pushing uh, into the entire Midwest as we head into the end of the holiday weekend. Now, we are generally headed in for a relatively prolonged stretch of above average temperatures across a very broad section of the central and eastern uh, U.S. So this is a 6 to 10 day outlook that was issued earlier today by the Climate Prediction Center. And what we've been seeing in the models for quite a while is this is kind of persistent signal for a very a relatively strong and broad ridge that will be opening up here across the central and eastern portions of this continent. That's going to lead to a very good chance of above average temperatures, uh, in some cases probably significantly above average temperatures like we're going to have this weekend. And we'll have traffic here in the Pacific Northwest, which will bring in some cooler weather and hopefully maybe start bringing in a little bit of precipitation because they could really, really use the rain uh, in that part of the country. Uh, but again, if we take, we're, we're taking a look further upstream uh, what, what we have right now is a basically strong ridging off, off the western coast of Alaska and a strong trough over the Gulf of Alaska in the northwestern U.S. That's opening up this ridge. 
That looks like that is going to be a relatively persistent feature as we head into the middle of September. So again, I think we're looking at it being predominantly pretty warm um, as we get into September. So we're going to have a lot of days in the 90s yet, particularly here uh, in central and western Nebraska. I think even eastern Nebraska, we still probably have at least another uh, six to 10 days of 90 degree heat uh, as we get in the middle of September, maybe even more. I don't think our overnight lows will be as bad as they were back um, during that last heat wave, but we still are looking at some overnight temperatures not dropping below the low 70s, which is starting to get a bit unusual as we head into deeper into September. Uh, again, as I mentioned, I don't think we're looking at extremely high heat indices with this, so probably at worst, I would say 105 to 110 on Sunday in parts of eastern Nebraska. Uh, very unpleasant, but I, I think that's probably below the danger threshold for uh, a lot of people. I certainly think it's keeping it below the extreme threshold for cattle, although I do def definitely think it will be in the severe, so make sure uh, any feedlot owners or cow-calf operations that happen to be listening to this to make sure that you take proper precautions for more uh, severe type of heat, even though this isn't going to be as bad as uh, the last round of heat we had. Uh, so again, a six to 10 day precipitation outlook is not necessarily showing dry on for a good portion of the state or even a lot of our region. And this might be picking up on that we do have a cold front coming into the state early next week. I think we will have some chances of precipitation here in western Nebraska as we get into Monday evening, and there will be some chances we get into uh, Tuesday and Tuesday evening and overnight Tuesday in central and eastern Nebraska and then getting into Iowa. I definitely think there looks like a better chance of precipitation as we get into eastern Iowa, Illinois, southwestern Wisconsin, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. And those are areas that really absolutely really could use some rain right now. It's been a very dry last month, a lot of those areas. And also very, very hot, abnormally hot in some cases, as we talked about last week here across northeastern Iowa, where we had temperatures that were 100 to 106 in some cases. Uh, again, I don't think we're looking at a really widespread precipitation across central and eastern Nebraska. So, again, as I'll talk a little bit more here in a little bit, we've really been pretty dry here across this Highway 20 corridor in northeastern Nebraska. We could absolutely use a good shot of rain to finish off uh, – our crops, I don't know that we're going to get it, but it's not impossible that we will get some precipitation. Taking a look at eight, 8 to 14 day outlook, so getting us deeper into September, uh, kind of getting us into Husker Harvest Days week as here in the state of Nebraska, which is uh, in Grand Island from the 12th to 14th of September for anybody who happens to be listening out of state that's interested in going. Again, this bridge will be pretty pronounced in the central U.S. Again, it looks like we'll be quite warm. Now, translating above average in September doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to be 95 to 104 every day. That's this means probably more predominantly upper 80s, some days in the 90s, maybe an outside day where we are really deep in the 90s or about 100 degrees. Uh, but I think we're through with the you know long string of days in the upper 90s to low 100s. Um, I hope <laughs> not a guarantee, but I, I definitely view this, interpret this as. Uh, a lot more upper 80s to mid up to mid 90s and lows mid 60s to low 70s. So above average, um, probably upwards of five to 10 degrees above average pretty consistently. Hopefully this will start breaking down as we get later into September because um, we could start definitely starting it. It'd be nice to start actually getting some precipitation back in here again because we can really use it for recharge. 
Uh, but this will also, I guess, help with the acceleration of getting crops to maturity and hopefully uh, maybe getting harvest off to um, an early start for some for some places. Again, as uh, we head and look at the 18, 8 to 14 day precipitation outlook, we are definitely looking at drier than average conditions favored across a very broad section of the central and, well, let's just call it western and central U.S. And again, I wouldn't take this as it's going to be completely bone dry everywhere, but I would interpret this as with this rig being in place, we're probably not going to see a lot of strong frontal passages. We might see some weak frontal passages. It would all depend on how much Gulf moisture we can transport up into our part of the country. If we can manage to actually really tap into some Gulf moisture ahead of some of these weak frontal passages, then we could actually, you know, get a quarter to half inch every five to six days, which again, isn't necessarily wet, but that's better than not getting any precipitation at all. Uh, because there are some places that are really starting to have a really kind of a challenging finish in the growing season here. So let's take a look at the U.S. drought monitor, which was released on um, Thursday morning here, or, or this morning, rather. And what we noticed is we actually definitely had some improvement here across southeastern Nebraska, where we had very good precipitation over the weekend. So if you recall, we had a frontal passage uh, very slowly work through the state on Thursday into Friday. So by Friday evening, it mostly cleared the entire state. And we had remnants of Tropical Storm Herald that were you know, sort of interacted with this frontal boundary. And we had th a thunderstorm complex develop across northeastern Colorado, western Nebraska, and moved east across the southern portion of the state. And it, I think because of that extra tropical moisture that we had ingrained within the system, we really had some pretty impressive rainfall totals. We had very widespread one to two inches or three inches across a lot of this region on Friday night and Saturday morning. And for some places down here in the southern, so like Webster and Knuckles counties, this is probably some of the best precipitation uh, that they had had in, in well over a year in terms of actual all actual amounts. Because keep in mind, this part of the state down here really just did not pick up the precipitation in the first half of July like we did here uh, in the Lincoln-Omaha area and in, like we did in the later part of July and first part of August up here in northeastern Nebraska. They really kind of missed out on a lot of that. Uh, Hamilton County also picked up... Uh, you know, we're the kind of epicenter for exceptional drought. Did pick up over an inch of rain last Friday night into Saturday. But again, I think that, you know, their drought there is just so severe and so entrenched that uh, it's going to, going to really start taking uh, more sustained significant precipitation events to really start eating away the drought or improving the drought in that area. The good news, though, is we now have 50% of the state that is free of drought. And even better news is we have 31% of the state that is free of both drought and a normal dryness. So again, those are uh, the best numbers that we've seen drought-wise in the state in a couple of years. And hopefully we don't have a need for degradation as we get into September with the warmer, drier weather. But we'll have to monitor conditions and see how things take shape here. So taking a look at um, where root zone soil moisture percentiles are across the country, Again, things have kind of gone the wrong direction across a large portion of the state here in the last two or three weeks with the uh, really hot temperatures and mostly pretty dry conditions. Uh, so again, we're kind of down below the 10th percentile here across a lot of central and northeastern Nebraska, uh, indicating a little bit better conditions here across southern Nebraska. And again, I, I take would take these maps a little grain of salt. I don't think they're um, they're not incredibly inaccurate, but they're not necessarily really really accurate either. They are simply um, a reflection of 
you know, how root zone soil moisture is estimated in a model that was fed with this GRACE data, which is based on, you know, a pair of satellites that measure, use the gravitational force of the earth, uh, the moon to actually try and get, um, estimate groundwater. And they do, I think, I think this does a reasonably good job of trying to estimate the top one meter of soil again, but it's, it's, uh, you know, there are other measurements out there that I think actually would give you a better sense of what things are like. And just to kind of give you an example of what we're, what we're talking about here, here's, um, this is uh, the, the Harvard Mesonet site, which is near Clay Center in, in Clay County, Nebraska. So this area has been very, very dry for most of the summer. So you take a look at their last month, they, you know, we haven't accumulated um, even four inches of moisture. And most of their precipitation they, they have had came you know, pretty quickly here last Friday night into Saturday morning. The good news, though, is that we did see some recharge of 10 to 25 centimeters. Like you'll notice previous rainfall events really had almost no effect, even, you know, the top part of the profile. Uh, again, but this two to two and a half inch rain basically had almost no effect whatsoever here on the 50 and 100 centimeter, 50 and 100 centimeter levels. And again, as, as I've been trying to iter or emphasize here in the last month is that these precipitation events that we've had across the state, and I'm guessing this is probably true across the broader part of the Midwest. If you really were very depleted in the deeper part of your soil profile going into the month of July, if you haven't had just an insane amount of rain, there's a very good probability that you really just don't actually have decent moisture down there. Uh, the good news is, as we are getting toward the end of the season, corn is starting to head toward maturity, soybeans are starting to head toward maturity. Uh, so we're not faced with a situation where you have to keep getting rains to just keep crops going. Uh, but again, it does really kind of emphasize the point that we really do need uh, some good moisture later in September and October to uh, really start making a dent um, in the lack of moisture at the deeper levels. I understand that some people don't want a lot of rain in October. I get that for harvest. But this is a year we actually really, A, could probably use some decent rainfall in parts of the Midwest to try to get some of these rivers back up. And also, we really just, it's hard to recharge soils very very well in this part of the country, at least this part of the Midwest in the um, in the winter. We just don't get enough precipitation to really recharge this. So if we don't get it this fall, we're going to be dependent on getting it as we head into next spring. And, you know, again, I just, we, I don't want us to take a, I hope we don't have to have a risk of needing a wet spring again to get decent moisture in the ground for, for next season or some places we're going to be in the exact same situation we were in this spring with looking at having to have good moisture in April, May, just even get your crops going uh, again. So uh, these are, this is why having institute soil moisture data is so valuable because it does give you a reflection of what's actually going on. Grant, this is under grass cover, not under, not under corn, corn or soybean or sorghum that reflect that might look a little bit different under under a row crop and, and grass but again just the point being that i i would say with confidence though that we really just don't have decent recharge down here at the deeper depths so moving on into taking a look at vegetation across the state so veg dry shows that um, again things are still really pretty stressed in the same areas where they've been stressed all summer here across parts of um east central and south central or south central southeastern nebraska very eastern side of the state, so our prime rate thin ground down here, again, looks like it's in pretty good shape. i expecting uh, uh, yields there, at least according to computer simulations, are probably going to be pretty good this year. I think we have taken a step backward 
here across northeastern Nebraska. So again, you're in Cumming County, um, Burke County, Washington County, some parts of Dodge County. There's still a good bit of rain fed crop up here. Uh, so this area in general is pretty heavily rain fed. I think things had generally been doing okay up there until this last round of heat. And even though this area generally didn't have the 104 to 108 that we had down here along the Kansas border, again, we still had multiple days where it was well over 90, maybe a couple of days where it was around 100 degrees, warm overnight. And again, I think we just didn't necessarily have the decent reserve of moisture to really get through that stretch of heat. And I think we're starting to see some extra stress as a result. And I think any fields, I think some of this is also a reflection of fields that really just were really short on moisture going into early July. If they didn't, if they if they did not come out of that, those initial rains in the first part of July, really looking, having a much more robust crop. I mean, there's a good chance that that stuff is about dead right now. So as we are even starting to see here in parts of northwestern Lancaster County, uh, where we had less rainfall this month, uh, those crops that were struggling in late June are in generally in really, really poor shape right now. And again, as I as I um, as we take a look at what we're not not showing you what we had on the NAS crops uh, crop progress report on Monday, uh, but we did see a pretty significant uptick in the percentage of corn and soybean and pasture that went uh, that was poor and very poor. So I think it's corn and soybean we had, were twenty four percent poor and very poor. Those were more like 17 percent the last week, and it had been kind of stable around that number for quite a while. Okay, that 24% number is, is still about 10 percentage points better than we were a year ago on corn in this state. I believe it was also about 10 percentage points better on, or, or it was 10 percentage points worse on soybean last year than this year. Uh, again, but I, I think that that decent jump up is just a, sort of um, a nail in the coffin for having below trend yields across the state this year. I think at this point, it's more of a question of are we looking at uh, corn being maybe five bushels an acre higher than last year or 15 bushel an acre higher than last year. And I, I, I can make an argument for either case. I see almost no way that there's this crop is at trend. And I, there's literally, I think, zero chance this crop is a record yield. Either it's just way too many poor rain-fed fields. And every simulations I've looked at for irrigated corn in the state are just showing things kind of right around trend. And I think the, the recent heat has certainly, I think, probably put um. Uh, taking the top end off the yield in some of those fields. Again, quick dry, a lot of the same areas where we are showing up, showing up in veg dry, also showing up because we have had less rainfall in this area. Uh, again, you know, the area where we are seeing best conditions, according to quick dry here across the northern portion of the state, uh, where we really have had pretty robust precipitation in the, in the last, or here in the month of August. And again, things in the panhandle, I think I think generally speaking, the western third of Nebraska has really had a pretty nice summer with regard to uh, regular precipitation. Pastures are generally in really good shape. We actually have water in a lot of them, in a lot of the rivers. And overall, it's the best summer we've had since 2019 out there. So um, again, I think I mentioned this last week. I'll just talk about it one more time since uh, I've also been talking about corn yields. So again, now this is only based on weather data from these sites. So again, this is not taking into account, this is assuming, you know, an average planting date of probably middle middle to late April or early May, depending on where you are. And, you know, it's not accounting for things like diseases or, you know, having very compacted soil or any, any, any soil disease issues are not necessarily being taken into account here. Uh, so, you know, you're going to feel better than what this is showing, but just based on weather data, it's, 
kind of about it. I'm going to call this a meh year for irrigated corn in Nebraska and Kansas. I, so most places are just looking to come in about average. Uh, so for a lot of places, it's going to be 220, 230, 240-ish, depending on your site. So not really bad yields, but not certainly not record yields. I don't think we're going to see too many people pushing uh, the 320 you know, bushel acre mark on the combine this year. Taking a look at rain-fed corn across the region. Again, this is a lot more hit and miss. This has been somewhat dependent upon, this is very dependent upon rainfall that we had uh, either earlier in the year or we had in July. So as we get here, the central and eastern corn belt, again, they were generally in pretty good shape with moisture early in the season. A lot of this area was very, very dry late May and June, but we started getting moisture in July. And again, we had some really good soils here in Illinois that, you know, generally could hold a lot of water and can withstand some stress. Uh, we tended to not have much heat in this region either until other than maybe a little bit late July, up here until late August. Uh, again, but a lot of, but again, this area has also been pretty dry in recent weeks. Um, so maybe not the best finish in the world, certainly not an ideal finish for a lot of farmers in this region. Let's go a little further west into Iowa. Again, I think the almost a guarantee of below trend corn here is just conditions have been pretty poor. And the 100 consecutive days of 100 degree heat here across the northern part of Iowa, not helpful for dry land corn in that area. Uh, conditions generally not very good in Minnesota. This doesn't showing a 100% chance or even a great chance of below trend corn, but there's almost no chance of this corn being above trend. So again, I expect corn numbers in both Minnesota and Iowa to be down uh, this year is certainly below trend. I think Illinois will probably come in a little above trend. Indiana, Ohio probably should come in around or a little above trend. Uh, Nebraska, again, I think is tricky. I, I think the irrigated corn, which makes up a majority of our production, I think we're just kind of looking at a, a ho-hum year, probably about average. Uh, we are going to come out with some pretty good rain-fed corn out here in western Nebraska, but again, that's not a particularly large percentage of um, of our corn crop in this state. And really good rain-fed corn yields in western Nebraska are still on the order of 160 to 180 bushels an acre, which is, you know, a very disappointing year for rain-fed corn in southeastern Nebraska. Good news is, is it is showing that Beatrice and Mead, so again, this eastern corner of the state where we really started picking up really good moisture here in late June and carried and got good moisture in July, really good weather around pollination, generally didn't have a terrible August until we had the exception of that one stretch of heat. Uh, so again, I think we're looking at better yields than last year. I don't think we're looking at record yields. You know, we're probably looking at widespread 180 to low 200s, maybe a few 220s in here. Um, that 220 probably is pretty optimistic for some people. But again, I think we're looking at uh, reasonable yields. Northeastern Nebraska, I think the consensus up here is that uh, it may not be the worst year, but you know, we're probably looking at something below trend. I think we just had two rough of you know, conditions earlier in the year to really having, thinking about having a really, really good crop up in that area. Uh, again, so I, I think it's, I think it's just really going to depend on just how bad these yields are here in eastern Iowa and how far down Minnesota is, how far up Illinois is on what we actually are going to get for uh, uh, U.S. corn yields this year. Again, I, I, I don't see us hitting the 180 mark. I think 175 is certainly uh feasible to obtain this year uh so i think we're probably looking at somewhere in that 174 to 176 range on u.s corn this year 
And that'll about wrap it up for this week. So that concludes our outlook and our weekly weather update for the week ending August 31st, 2023. And we will talk to you next Thursday. 